It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. The precious name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for helping us. Friend, thank you for what you've done to us, through us, and for us. Thank you for what you've created. We appreciate you. We adore you. We magnify you. And we exalt you. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you will keep us warm from, from chills. Keep us protected from all hurt, harm, and danger. Help us do better at school or at work or anywhere. We we ask you, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your will to be done in the precious name of Jesus Christ, who is our strength and our Redeemer, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, and our Redeemer, Pastor Samuel. Good to see you. We hope all is going well in Texas. Uh, To all the other saints that are with us, Worshiping with us this morning, we pray the Lord continues to uh, 
to lead you and to guide you in his paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Uh, we are in the midst of a snowstorm here on the East Coast in the United States. Uh, you look outside the window here in North Carolina, and normally you are able to see the plants and the grass and all sorts of things, but it is covered with a white blanket today. Very, uh, very awesome, very uncommon experience. We thank God for everything that he has done, everything that he is doing, and everything that he is going to do. Uh, we want to take a look today at the book of Psalms, chapter 73. Now, we're having some problems here. Okay, Psalms, chapter 73, with a special focus on verse 1. Psalms, chapter 73, verse 1. From the New International Version, our simply, simply reads, Surely, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. Once again, Psalm 73 and 1, surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. We will be working from a theme this morning, God is good. <laughs> God is good. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you praise today, Father, because through it all, you are still good. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you the praise. You have spared our lives one more time. We pray, Father, that as we gather together this morning, along with your people from various corners of the earth, we pray, Heavenly Father, that you will speak to us. We know that you are busy with galaxies and planets, atmospheres, and, and so many things that you have to keep going in creation galaxies that we know nothing about, planets that we don't we can't even fathom and you are taking care of things there, but we humbly ask Heavenly Father that you would take out a little time for us, your little children. Speak to us. Give us words from your storehouse of wisdom. Open up our eyes of understanding that we may better know your good, pleasing, and perfect will. Forgive us of our sins and iniquities which we have committed knowingly and unknowingly, Father. And we ask that you continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Father, I pray for every heart that has tuned in to this broadcast and every heart that will tune in at a later date. 
that you touch the hearts of your people. Open eyes of understanding, open minds, open hearts to receive your word. Once again, Father, we love you. We trust you. We appreciate you. We believe that you are going to say something or do something in our midst today that will uh, catapult and elevate us in you. We look forward with eager expectation for your word to be revealed in us today, that your will may be done in the lives of your people. Do these things for us, Father, and we will be very careful to give your name all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is our prayer. We count done in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say amen. Praise the living God. God is good. Amen. We look at Psalms. To 73, and we see a song of ASAP. This was an individual. We don't know a lot about him, but we know that there were many psalms that he shared that were a great blessing in his day, and to the people of God, he spoke with great insight and great wisdom concerning the things of God. And he says something here in Psalm 73 that I have struggled with, that many children of God have struggled with in their walk and in their relationship with God. He opens up with verse 1 by stating the obvious, stating what cannot be denied, what by stating what we know deep down in our loins to be true, irregardless of what we've been through, irregardless of how we've been chastised, irregardless of how we've suffered, surely God is good. My prayer for you, child of God, is that don't let what you have been through change what you know to be true. Oh, come on, somebody talking to me this morning. In other words, sometimes we go through some things that are not so good. One of the saints said, but God is still good. Sometimes we experience some things and 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 pass through some difficulties and some hard times and some trials that, that want to challenge what we know about God. Listen, your situation is not your God. Come on, somebody ought to be writing. I don't understand why saints are not writing in. You hear me out there in the four corners of the earth? Pastor Samuel, did you hear that? Your situation is not your God. You may go through a situation that is not so good, but your God is. You may go through a situation that, 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 that is not right, but your God is. You may go through a situation that is, is not pleasant, but at the end of the day, your God 
is. So keep in mind and always remember your situation because your situation is not your God, and because your situation is not your God, always remember that your situation is less than your God. Oh, I'm about done this morning. I don't I don't need to preach too long today because I believe somebody done heard the message. Sister Angela, did you get that? Your situation is less than your God. So never get to thinking, my brother or my sister, that your situation is bigger than your God or that because your situation is bad, your God is bad or ah, 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 ah. Separate the two. One of the first things that God did when he looked over the earth, he started separating things. Light got to separate from darkness. The earth got to separate from the sea. This got to let's get things in the right place. And let us understand, children of God, that there's a separation between your God and your situation. And, and what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now praise the living God, is the nation of Israel when they had come up out of Egypt. And they had gotten to the Red Sea following the command and the instruction of the Lord. They got to the Red Sea and they looked up and the Red Sea was in front of them. They knew they, they had been following the instructions, right? They, they hadn't turned left when they should have gone right or hadn't turned right when they should have gone left. They knew they had been following God, but here is this, what appears to be an obstacle in front of them. And sometimes in our life, children of God, we, we run into situations like that. We know we've been following God. We know we've been Ah, been serving God, but here we're running into this. He looked up, and, and there was the Red Sea in front of them. Seemingly impassable obstacle. And then to top that off, when they turned around, and behind them was the Egyptian army. So their future was uncertain to them, and their past was coming to get them. Now, how many of you ever, have you ever gone through that? Come on, somebody. You, you've looked at your future with uncertainty, but then here is your past trying to creep back in, trying to overtake you. Oh, come on, children of God. This is fresh revelation today. This is fresh revelation. So here are the people of God. Red Sea in front of them. Pharaoh and his army behind them. And it seems like an impossible situation. It seems like a bad situation for God's people. But God used that situation to display his power and to display his glory. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to me now? I'm tuning in. I've been getting blessed by what God has been saying through you. What is God saying? God is going to use the situation that you're in, my brother or my sister, 
the situation that I am, I am in, to get the glory. Glorify himself. Because you've got to understand, and God is speaking in my spirit now. God said, Robert, I don't see the Red Sea as a problem. God said, I don't see Pharaoh's army as a problem. To me, the Red Sea, Pharaoh's army, they just created things that I got complete power over. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? Whatever the situation you're in, my brother or my sister, God just sees it as a created thing. That bill that you got to pay, uh-huh, it's just a, yeah, praise God. It's just, it's just another situation that God God says, I'm in complete control. I mean, I got all power. I got all authority. I got all the dominion. What you are experiencing and what you are going through is just another. God says, it's nothing to me. And this is why God wants you and I to continue walking by faith. When we get upset and we get frustrated and God is dealing with me now and chastising me by living, that's because you're walking by sight, Robert. Because you're looking at the situation as being bigger than me instead of the real realization and the reality that I'm bigger than this situation. I want to prophesy to you, child of God. The God that we serve is bigger than what we're going through and can handle everything that we will ever be faced with, that we will ever pass through. Red Sea. God said, no problem. <coughs> Excuse me. Red Sea, God says, no problem. Pharaoh's army, God says, no problem. God says, the only issue here is whether my people will continue walking by faith or whether they will start walking by sight. God said, that's the that's only the ever ever only the issue. Because Pharaoh's army was not a problem to our God. Red Sea is not a problem to our God. Bills that need to be paid, they're not a problem to our God. Sickness in your body, it's not a problem to our God. Financial troubles and financial woes, not a problem to our God. So I want to encourage you, child of God, when you find yourself going through, which we all must, Bible says no temptation has seized us except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you are able to bear. But with the temptation, he will provide a way of escape so that you and I Stand up under it. Remember that God is good. Regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what you're experiencing, regardless of what the doctors say, regardless of what the lawyers say, regardless of what friends and family say, keep in mind, child of God, that God, come on somebody, is good. Praise God. So, Asaph says, surely, God is good to Israel. Now, that's symbolic of God is good to his people now. Doesn't say that the situations that he allows them to go through are always good. Doesn't say that they will always find themselves 
in a good place or in a uh, experience. But remember that our God, come on, somebody, is good. Watch this. To those who are pure in heart. So I want to encourage you. If you want to see the goodness of God and want to experience the goodness of God, keep your heart pure. Keep your heart, your heart pure. Just like we have a responsibility as human beings to bathe ourselves. Now, I, many of you all that are in this room and that are, that are worshiping with us, I hope you had your bath today. I had to take mine. It take mine in a few minutes as well. But we have responsible clean each one because if we don't, it will be very terrible if we don't take care and and cleanse our physical bodies. Well, understand that as children of God, we have a responsibility to keep our hearts pure to cleanse our hearts. Now, the same way your bath water is used to keep your body clean, come on, somebody, the word of God is used to keep your heart clean. Now, people that don't want to hear the word of God, they are worse than people that don't want to take a bath in the natural. Have you ever been around somebody that didn't want to take a bath in the natural? I have been around People like this, they just refuse to take a bath. Man, they they, they they start developing some smells that you'd be like, what in the world is that? And this is in the natural. People who don't like to hear the word of God, their hearts start stinking. Their character starts to stink. The same way we will stink in the natural if we don't take a bath from time to time, we will stink in the spiritual if we don't hear and apply the word of God. The Bible says God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. God said you got to keep your heart pure. We have to keep our hearts pure. But look at that, listen at Asaph now, because we, we, as I told you earlier, he's struggling with some things that many of us have, have struggled with. Asaph said, look, but as for me, Asaph said, my feet almost slept. Asaph said, look, now I'm going to be honest with you all. Now I, you know, I know God is good to those who are pure in heart. I know his, his righteousness and his mercy endure forever. I know all these things. But Asaph said, look, I almost slept. Asaph said, I had nearly lost my foothold. Well, what did he do? How do we lose our foothold or how do we lose our, our grip, so to speak? Asap said, I envied the arrogant. When I saw the prosperity of the wicked. This is, is a, a problem that many prophets, many righteous men and women have complained to the Lord about for thousands of years. But sometimes what we see uh, is difficult for us to digest. Why the righteous sometimes suffer and the wicked seem to be just skating through. You know, Asaph didn't understand it thousands of years ago. And some of us today, 
don't understand. Why is it you're trying as hard as you can to live right and to do right and you having to suffer and having to go through difficulties and individuals who 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 are don't seem to be trying as hard as you are, are having it well I know uh I'm, and I'm just be honest with you all with this this stroke that I have had there've been so many individuals I looked at and said now why in the world are they walking around still running around with good health and I don't had this stroke and I've been working to keep myself physically fit for the last 50 years and here this individual is uh, 50 pounds overweight. Where this individual is, won't even exercise. Here this individual. He said, I said, I almost slipped. I almost lost my foothold. And and we start to lose our, our foothold and we start to slip when we start trying to understand things with the carnal mind. I encourage you, child of God, you know, stay in the mind of Christ. There's only two minds that we can operate in in humanity. Before we are saved, we are operating in the flesh. That's why the Bible says that they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You know, that's why it's sometimes difficult for people that once knew you in the flesh now that you are operating in the spirit. This is why even Jesus was not accepted by many of his people from his hometown. One of the first questions they asked when Jesus was preaching and teaching and doing miracles and doing all kind of wonderful things, isn't this the carpenter's son? Aren't his mother and, and brothers and sisters here with us? In other words, what he was doing in the spiritual was too wonderful for them, so they went back and tried to understand and to process him in the flesh. Everybody in life, you either know them by the spirit or you know them by the flesh. Put that down, children of God. Everybody, everything you look at, everything you process, you either are looking at it by the spirit or what? Or by the flesh. Now, if you're not saved out there under the sound of my voice, you're still in the flesh. You're still looking at things, people, places, things. You're still looking at them in the flesh from a fleshly point of view. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you will allow God to open up your spirit. And what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now, you know you can die of thirst with a bottle of water right beside you. Let's say you have a bottle of water and you can't get in it and you die in a thirst. If you don't, if, if somebody don't open that water for you, you can you die right there holding a bottle of water. Die of thirst. Why? Because you can't get to what you need to quench that thirst. Well, God is spirit. Bible says, and they that worship him must worship him. Come on, somebody. In spirit and in truth. God is available. But yet every day people are dying in the flesh. Why? Because they did not get to what they needed, which was God, to quench their thirst. God will quench your thirst, my brother and my sister. Some of you under the sound of my voice don't feel like you 
uh, getting out of life, what you want out of life, and not getting out of marriage, what you want to get out of marriage, not getting out of it, God will quench those, will quench that thirst. God will make your life beautiful. Bible says God makes everything. Come on, somebody talk to me. God makes everything beautiful in its own time. God will make your life beautiful. If your life is not beautiful under the sound of my voice, I encourage you, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He'll have you going places you thought you'd never go before. I see in in the in the room with a seer, one of my my childhood friends, um, brother Edmund Giles. God bless you. We used to call him Poppy when we were growing up. I never guessed, uh, 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 brother Edmund, that when we were growing up as kids in in Montclair, New Jersey, that God would have me all in Nairobi, Kenya, or God would have me all in China, or God would have me preaching all in Europe. Or, God will take you places you never thought you would go. He will have you doing things you never thought you would do. God will make your life beautiful. Listen to me under the sound of my voice. If your life is not exciting and and you don't and and you looking forward to it every day, then that means you are not living it right. Because the most exciting life available comes from God. Tap, I encourage you, tap into the life that God has for you. See, some of us live in a life that the adversary had for us. We're going where the adversary wants us to go. We're doing what the adversary wants us to do. We ain't saying what the adversary, but doing and going and, 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 and where God wants you to go and doing what God wants you to do, it is a beautiful thing. God will make your life beautiful, my brother and my sister. As you see, first of all, you got to understand that God is beautiful. God is beautiful. Now, he will make our lives beautiful, but we go, I'm hearing God in my spirit now, but you got to follow him. You got to listen to him. You got to seek his face. You got to seek his will. See, God had his disciples Jesus had his disciples going all traveling all over Judea and Jerusalem and and why listening to the spirit of God walking by faith will have you in some places that that will amaze you what we say our topic was God is what God is good and the life he wants you to live is good the experiences he wants you to have are good. The places he wants you to go, they are good. Now we're gonna have trial, we're gonna have tribulations, we're gonna we're gonna have all that's a part of it as well. But my children of God, I want to encourage you the life that God has for us as children of God, it's a beautiful life. That has benefits even in eternal life. Not only is what God has for us good in this life, but the next life, God has beautiful things planned for me and for you. Asaph, is that almost slipped? I nearly lost my foothold. 
He said, I envy the arrogant. I want to encourage you, child of God, don't envy the arrogant. Don't envy the arrogant. You know, I, I was I was dealing with somebody, I think it was a couple of days ago, about how you can tell when individuals really uh, understand why they're blessed and that they are blessed. Individuals that really understand God's blessings, they become more humble. When you see individuals get a lot of money or get a position or get popularity and they become arrogant, these are individuals that really don't understand what it means to be blessed. When you really get blessed by God, you will become more humble, not more arrogant. You, know, you, you, you become more thankful to God. You know, you become more uh, willing to listen to him and uh, willing to follow his instruction. When you really been blessed by God and really understand your blessing, I might have to preach that. Do you even understand your blessing? Because many individuals don't. Many individuals don't. But uh, Asaph said, I envied the arrogant. Yeah, in other words, Asaph said, I had a wrong attitude toward the arrogant. We shouldn't envy the arrogant. We should really pity them. Because, you know, when individuals become arrogant, individuals become lifted up in pride. The Bible talks about how pride goeth before what? A fall or, or a haughty spirit before destruction. We don't, we don't need to envy the arrogant. He says, well, Asaph said, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, even the prosperity of the wicked, should not uh, cause us to be envy or, or 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 anything because the prosperity of the wicked, of the arrogant, it, it it won't last long. It won't last long. What you and I want to do, children of God, is we want to position ourselves so that we are not just dealing with temporary blessings. That's why God speaks of, and what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now, is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these, such things there is no law. God wants you and I to begin to operate in eternal blessings. Come on, somebody, get that down. What? God wants you and I to start operating in eternal blessings. Listen to me under the sound of my voice. I know you're listening. I know y'all tuning in. I can see all y'all in here. Listen, you will never cease to exist. You all have heard me say that before, and I'm saying it again. You will never cease to exist. As many of you all that are under the sound of my voice, you will exist forever. Ever. You are an eternal being. You say, Apostle, you know, I'm getting older. I might die the next day. You can die if you want to. Closing your eyes in this life simply means you have opened them in another life. When you close your eyes in this life, you have opened them in another one. You will either close your eyes in this life or die in this life and wake up in heaven, in the presence of God and of the angels for eternal bliss and peace, or you close your eyes in this life in death 
and open them up in hell with the devil and his angels. My prayer for you say, well, Apostle, how do I avoid that? Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You need to cry out to God right now. Father, I'm a sinner. Save me from my sin. I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten son, that he lived, bled, and died as a substitute for my sin. Save me, Lord. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. It's as simple as that. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, and that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. My prayer for you, if you are not saved under the sound of my voice today, that today will be the last day you spend not saved, that you will accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So, AFAP. ASAP, we're not going to go much further because Lord willing will come back this evening. He said the envy, the arrogant, he saw the prosperity, the wicked, he saw, look at verse 4, they had they have struggles, bodies that they are free from common burdens, they're not plagued by human ills. ASAP is looking at the arrogant or the wicked. Seeing them doing pretty well. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. For their callous hearts, from their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imagination has no limit. Asaph is seeing all of the good that it looks like the wicked have going. But what he doesn't see is that there is a reckoning day. That each man, each of us, has to give an account of God to God. And you and I, my brother and my sister, we have to give an account for everything that we have done while we were in these earthly bodies. So I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. Let us do as much right (coughs) and as much good as we possibly can, that on the day of judgment, our Father will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you ruler over many. That is my prayer for you. That is my prayer for me, that we will be found worthy to spend eternity with our God. Our God is good. Since he is good, let me and you try as hard as we can to be good as well. God bless you, children of God. Appreciate your patience. May heaven smile on each of you. I see many of you in here with us, worshiping with us. We pray that you all have been blessed. Uh, and uh, we pray that this storm is not affecting you too much. Those of you that are on the East Coast, of the United States. Um, uh, Brother Edmund, give me a call. Me and you need to talk. We need to catch up a little bit. Um, Numbers 252-286-1340. The rest of you saints, God bless you. Heaven smile on you. We'll see you all a little later on.
Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristianserenchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at https colon forward slash forward slash thadfg dot com forward slash tcccww. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.